Hi, everybody. So this is so exciting. Uh, I'm here to do a special podcast. Uh, we are ranking the Pixar movies. It's a very daunting task. And my friend Reese is here to join me and to give his rankings as well. Do you want to say hi and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Reese. I review movie, movies on my channel. I've only just started. Um, three videos strong. Um, but animation is like one of my favorite things. And Pixar is obviously, in my opinion, the king of animation. So, Yeah. yeah and we did a podcast earlier uh, last last year. Uh, or earlier this year, I guess, uh, where we talked about uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline. So that was really fun. So I definitely was excited to do another one. And, uh, you know, these rankings are just, you might disagree with uh, our rankings, but these are our rankings. They're not your rankings. And yeah. I know that I have some controversial choices. I'm sure that Reese will. Uh, but this is just our opinions. And so please put down your rankings in the comment section. And let us know what you think. And yeah. nobody is wrong. No, I love it when I do a rankings video and people are like, no, you put this in the wrong spot. I'm like, no, it's <laughs> the right spot for me because it's my ranking. Yeah. And uh, one thing as well that you've got to realize is even though something might be like number 16, it doesn't mean that we hate it. Like, yeah. I actually don't mind watching all of these movies. Even, <laughs> even like Cars 2 that people don't like. I can yeah. watch it and not be miserable. Like I, I don't hate any of these movies. Yeah, they're just like they're always so colorful and everything. It's kind of hard to have a bad like a sour face. Yeah, like even a even a bad Pixar movie is, or even a weak Pixar movie is still a Pixar movie. And so yeah. there's some enjoyment I think to to get from it and to have from yeah. it. So uh, yeah, I mean, and there are honestly about 14 of these movies that I genuinely love, and yeah. uh, and so. It's tough. It's really, really tough. I, you know, I I feel like I have my top three are really solid. And then I have just like a, <laughs> I have like an 11 car collision course for the next spot. Cause uh, there's also different. It's really hard. You know, what, what kind of do you place over other things and, and uh, what do you value? And it, it's just tough. You end up kind of having to split hairs and nitpick. Yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, so let's start. Uh, why don't you give your uh, your 18th? There's 18 films so far. Coco will be the 19th coming out in uh, November. And uh, so uh, what's your number 18? My number 18 is Cars 2, surprisingly. Um, it's I, my number I, 17. So. Yeah, like, I mean, I didn't hate, I don't hate any of them, but the reason I didn't like this as much is because I'm not, like, a big fan of the, all the spy things like James Bond and all that. Mm -hmm. So it didn't really appeal to me as much. Um, Mater's not for everyone. I mean, I didn't. Ha I actually quite like Mater in Cars 3 and Cars. Mm -hmm. But I think having him as a lead, it didn't. It just didn't work much that much. Because um, I don't think Larry the Cable Guy is for everyone. Like, mm -hmm. like say, for example, I don't know, like, in, in Inside Out, Lewis Black as Anger. That, that that I think that could appeal to like almost everyone, but someone like Larry the Cable Guy, I don't think he does as much. Right. Yeah, um, I agreed. And I don't know. I didn't. I just I've never really emotionally connected to them that much, like the car films in general. Just because, I mean, I, I don't I don't know why it is that I don't like them as much. I just 
it, I just like the other mm-hmm. ones more, I think. Yeah. But I mean, it, cause it just, it, it does have like amazing animation. I, I stand strong thinking like it's got some of the best animation because of the way like the cars naturally shine and things like that. Mm-hmm. So there are things to enjoy, but for me, it was just the spy gimmicks didn't work. Um, and I don't, I don't think the villain was either that that compelling either. Yeah, I think that the 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 pluses on this movie is the I think that these cityscapes are amazing. I think Tokyo and Rome and London look amazing, beautiful. Yeah. I think that uh, there are some kind of clever moments. I like the opening sequence as far as the spy sequence, you know, with, with yeah. people on the boat and stuff like that. Uh, but I think that. And I think some of the racing sequences are pretty fun. So all those things I can enjoy and I can like, and I don't think this movie is horrible. Like people act like it's like Norm of the North or something that bad. It's not that bad. But I think the downsides, I think you're absolutely right. I think you do get a a little bit of Mater goes a long way and there's just too much. He doesn't really work as a protagonist. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that the whole plot with the, uh, I think actually the idea of sort of the lemon cars being the villains is sort of clever. That's actually kind of funny, I think. Yeah. But it just becomes so convoluted with the with the uh, with the natural uh, gasoline alternative fuel yeah. and it, like the villain. Yeah, it doesn't. Nice. Yeah. So it's my set number seventeen pick, and I completely understand why it's it's the bottom of your. Of your yeah. list for sure. So my number, my worst Pixar movie, because I do feel like at least Cars Two, it sets out to be a, a you know a spy movie in the world of cars, and that's what it is. Like when you, the opening sequence, it tells you exactly what you're going to get, and that's what you get. And yeah. I think that Brave is a weaker film actually because. Yeah. I think it sets, it, it makes that, which to me is a, is a massive flaw, is the first, like, 15, 20 minutes, it sets up that this is going to be a swashbuckle, this is going to be exciting, they're going to be storming castles, she's going to be a warrior, this is going to be so exciting, and then it just becomes this, like, brother bear, uh, domestic dispute kind yeah. of thing, and, and I don't think the humor really works with the brothers, I think it's it just, I don't know, I just don't really like it and it's gorgeous and I do like Merida as a character and I, I think some of the lessons that they learn are good and it's not like I don't know I can watch it and enjoy it but I just think it, it's very frustrating because especially if you include the trailers it just doesn't deliver the movie that they promised and it's it was very disappointing and I I think uh, it's uh, it, it's just frustrating for that way for me. Well, the thing that kind of confused me with Brave is I think what they wanted to do was kind of make this like princess not like a damsel, and like when you see like the bow and arrow scene with when she when she um, gets those princesses to do archery, they're trying to set her up to be this really independent woman, but yet in like the two main battle sequences of the film, she's being like defended by someone else. Yeah, exactly. Which is like, it, it kind of contradicts itself, which is a little bit weird. Um, like, yeah, she never really has like a good like battle scene with her archery where she gets yeah. to like defeat anything, you know, like it's all in, in sort of competitions. Yeah. Kind of, and 
it's supposed to be great that she sort of doesn't end up getting married, but like, I feel like the way they handle that whole thing in Mulan is so much better. Uh, you know, cause Mulan's expected to go to the matchmaker and she's expected to marry and she's expected. I feel like the way that Mulan sort of is obedient, but is also still herself. And, and the way that that story, I just think that is much more effective in kind of the same plot device. And, and I do think that some people are a little hard on Merida and saying that she like wants to like hurt her mother or like kill her mother, but that's not true because she doesn't know that she, doesn't, I mean, she just knows she wants to change her fate. Like she doesn't yeah. know that, that that's going to happen and that her mother's going to be turned into a bear. Yeah. I don't, yeah, like, the whole bear thing, the, the only time I ever laughed in the film, actually, was at one of the bear parts, and that was when, like, her mother as a bear was trying to eat fish with a knife and fork made out of sticks. That was the only part that made me laugh. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, like, I her mean, brothers, I just, uh, I think there's some nice moments between her and her dad. Are, are yeah. Nice. Uh, and... Again, I don't mind watching it. I think it's a it's a fine movie, but I just I just that setup is so strong and touch the sky yeah. and she's climbing the mountain and everything and then Yeah, they just fall from it. Oh not sure. Um Yeah. So Alright, so so number seventeen for me is Cars Two. What's your number seventeen? My number seventeen is the first cars. Okay. That's my uh, number sixteen. So the the reason it's the first cars is because the one like I didn't like Lightning McQueen at the start. I know you're not really supposed to like him until like you figure like you're supposed to like realize that he's arrogant, mm-hmm. and then he figures out, which makes you start to like him. But the one thing that always confused me is Trick Hicks is the villain, mm-hmm. and all he and he wants to win the race, which is exactly the same as Lightning. So it's kind of like the protagonist and the villain want the same thing, which is, I don't know, it's a little bit weird to me. And I know Trix does play dirty for it, but I don't know, it's just always a bit confusing to me. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I I guess I didn't really see, I just saw him as sort of his competitor. He's not like a really strong villain. It's not a movie that really has a strong villain. It's, I think what's nice about that movie, I do, even though it's number 16 on my list, I do like it quite a bit. Um, it's a movie that, you know, is about sort of small town life and how we just sort of what we've lost along the way. And I think that's a really nice message. The thing yeah. that, that, and it is beautiful. It's gorgeous. The the thing that I think weakens it for me is that it, it just is kind of slow. Like I actually prefer the pacing of Cars 2 compared to the pacing of Cars 1. Yeah. I, I find myself getting kind of bored when I watch it and, um, like there's just so many, you know, that they have these loving scenes of, of small town America and driving and stuff, but it just, you kind of, they kind of make their point and then they sort of lay there a little too long. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there is a lot to love about it. Like mm-hmm. the, the score is just the best. Mm-hmm. And then, like you say, it's really, really nice. And, one of my favorite Pixar moments ever for for like comedy is the, the the pit stop scene right at the end where Luigi just like instantly does all the tires. Like okay. that part makes me laugh so much every time I see it. Yeah, well, and you do get a nice uh, character arc from Lightning. Like he does change and he grows, and and 
it just, it has, I love, I do love the music. I completely agree. So good. And just some of those sequences where they're talking about the things that we've lost. And I think that's a really good message for kids to, to know, like, what has happened. And, and uh, so I do think that the movie has a nice heart. It's a solid movie. It's entertaining. It's just a little slow for me. Yeah. I have it at 16, but it's good. Um, okay. So what's your number 16? My number 16 is Brave. Mm. And there was all, the only thing that really confuses me about Brave, right, is like, you know how her mother turns into a bear because she cut the tapestry? Like, well, her mother turns into a bear because she eats the pastry. Well, yeah, but like, when she gets her when she turns her mother back, she has to repair the pastry, doesn't she? Mm. Oh, right. The one thing that's never, I've never understood about that is like, the, why does the other bear then get freed because of that tapestry? That's the only thing that's, that's the ever. Does the other bear get free? Yeah, his soul comes out. It's like it, it, you, you see, like a, a man come out of him. Like, oh, I forgot that. I forgot about that. And that that was always going to be that, that was never explained to me. And I don't think like the whole Mordu thing was even. I mean, this is like yeah. the Pixar movie I'm least knowledgeable about. Non knowledgeable about. Like I haven't watched it in a while. It's it's but, amazing uh, the movie turned out as good as it did. With yeah. the changes of directors and the complete rewrites and the it just the 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 mess that it was, so it is amazing that it's like watchable and entertaining. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I agree with you about that. And I yeah, the whole the whole thing of the um, it's a movie without an antagonist again. Like, and and if you're telling a princess story, it should have a villain. Yeah, and you could say that the witch is the villain, but it's not really because mm. it's only in it for just such a short time. Yeah, and she's not really doing anything that like bad. And mm. uh, I like the witch a lot. What's that? I like the witch quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, and so I don't know. It's just it just doesn't work uh, as far as uh, it, it doesn't work as far as like what I wanted when I went into that movie was like the Princess Bride. I wanted something where they're like yeah. storming the castle and they're like. That it would be funny, that it would be heartfelt, that it would be all this stuff, and and it's just this domestic thing between a mother and a daughter and their bears and stuff. I, yeah, but, it could have been better. Yeah, but it, it, again, I can watch it and take something out of it. It's not horrible by any means, but I no. can see why. I can see why we're on the same page pretty much with these these bottom three. Yeah, for sure. So okay. Um, so my number 15 is, uh, that's where we're at, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you just did 16. Okay. So my number 15 is A Bug's Life. And I think Bug's Life is a solid film. I think it's entertaining. I think it has a good story. I like the vocal performances are great. I really mm-hmm. like Kevin Spacey as Hopper. Yeah. I think one of the better villains in the Pixar canon. But for some reason, I just always forget about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, I think part of it was because it followed Toy Story. Mm-hmm. And that was a big part of it that, like, they kind of put it... <coughs> I mean, my... Above Clark was actually number 15 for me a couple of days ago. <coughs> Sorry, Sorry, he watched it as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I love Kevin Spacey as Hopper. I think that's amazing. And um, I do quite like Flick, and I do, I do like the Circus Bugs, but the whole... Yeah. I don't know, the whole premise of it's a little bit, like, 
unexplained. Like we never really get to learn why the grass, why the ants feed the grasshoppers and things like that. Like it just, I think because the grasshoppers are so big and so intimidating yeah. that they they do that. But but it's just like the way it's always been. Yeah. <clears throat> but. I do think the dialogue is really funny in it. Like, I, I love scenes like, <laughs> it's like, it's a rock. You don't think I've been around a lot of rocks before? I'm just not I'm around rocks. Yeah. And but, um, I love Dots, the little aunt. She was, she was a really a good character, I think. And I love, I love that play that they do for them. <laughs> yeah. Start like, die, die, die. <laughs> I really like the um I love the circus book, especially the ladybug. Mm-hmm. So funny. They're um, really funny. Yeah. I do think the climax is pretty scary and pretty with the bird and everything and Yeah. Um, so it works and I think the animation holds up. I think it looks good. Yeah. And I I I think it's also sort of hurt by the fact that with the comparison with ants, because some people like ants better. Some people yeah. like bugs life better. I haven't actually seen ants. I like Bugs Life much better. Although I think Ants is kind of, it's entertaining on its thing, but I just, I prefer Bugs Life. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it's just shows how strong the Pixar movies are because uh, if, if uh, Bugs Life, like Ants is going to be pretty high up on my DreamWorks ranking. And yeah. I think it's worse than Bugs Life. And yet look how far down a Bugs Life is on my. Yeah. It's, it's, it's here ranking like, like, like masterpieces it's 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 hard it's really really hard and i i think uh yeah for some reason i just forget like the first time i did this ranking i forgot to include bugs life and then i'm like <laughs> oh crap i have bugs life so <laughs> anyway and you're like there should be one more here yeah <laughs> <laughs> so bugs life we both have it at 15 so what's your number 14 uh my number 14 is oh i know my number fifteen. No, my number fifteen is Cars Three. Your number fifteen is Cars Three. Yeah, my number fifteen is Cars Three. Oh, okay. So, what's Bugs Life then? Uh, no, I said my Bugs Life was fifteen a couple of days ago. Oh, okay. What? Oh, okay. All right. Cars number fifteen, and it's pretty much for the same reasons as the first two. Is I couldn't, I can never emotionally connect with them, and I don't know what I think. I don't know why it is, and as much as I don't want to say this, like. Owen Wilson, I don't, I don't think I like him. I think he's mm-hmm. a good voice actor. I think he does well with Lightning, but I don't think he, I don't think he brings a, enough emotional connection to the character. Okay. But what what I did like about Cars Three more is I love Cruz. Cruz is just a really good Cruise character. Is such a good character. I have Cars Three at thirteen. Yeah. And I really liked it, and I saw it a second time, and I liked it even more. And yeah. in, I'm debating right now, do I like Captain Underpants better or do I like Cars 3 better? Because I think Cars 3 had like more of the emotion and more of the yeah. the, the script I thought was really good. And yeah. the, um, but the, I thought Captain Underpants had more sort of creativity in the animation and yeah. uh, it was just very surprising. Uh, they used uh, puppets at one point, and they used 2D and CG, and it really made me laugh. And so I'm based this year, like, which one do I like better? I really like them both. But, um, uh, but yeah, Cars 3, for me, I just loved so much this idea of Cruz as this character that is sort of told that she can't 
be something so many times that she just stops trying to be that. Yeah. And I, I, I love the line when Jackson says to her, how long do you think you can play dress up? And I think that a lot of women can really relate to that idea of like yeah. feel, feeling like you're sort of playing a part in yeah. the world and, and feeling like people aren't taking you seriously compared to the men, you know, that, that somebody will, that you'll make the exact same suggestion or the exact same type of idea. Uh, but the, but if it comes from a man, then they're, they'll listen, but they won't listen yeah. to you. And, and, and sort of this feeling of like, how long do you think you can play dress up with the big boys sort of thing? And I love that line. Yeah. And the ending I thought was so like effective that, that yeah. you sometimes have to sort of thrust people in order to make change. You kind of have to yeah. thrust them into it because, because you accept the, you accept the life that, that you've given. Like that's how you cope. That's how you yeah. stay a happy person. Otherwise you'll just be so depressed all the time. I mean, yeah. I, I just didn't yeah. expect the ending of Cars. I really didn't expect that to happen. Mm. It was a really uh-huh. good surprise. And one really thing good. about as well is, like, when you have that scene on the highway when she tells Lightning, like, do you think I always want to be a trainer? Yeah. That, like, that seems really powerful because she, at the start of the movie, she seems really happy. Right. And, like, kind of for similar reasons of, like, Mike Wazowski and why his character's really, like, why you respect him a lot in Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Because even though they didn't achieve their dreams, they're still living life in a happy way. Right. Uh, I think this, I think it worked with Cruz as well. And mm-hmm. I don't know the voice actress who does Cruz, but yeah, Crusella, her name's Crusella Alonzo and she's great. Yeah. I really yeah. like her a lot. And I, I think that they handled Mater the right way. I think they could have maybe brought in a, a little bit more of some of the other Radiator Spring characters, but yeah. Uh, and for me, I also love seeing Rusty and Dusty who are, voiced by these uh, these people called uh, Tom and Ray Magliosi and they did this this um radio show that I loved and Tom yeah. I called Car Talk and Tom has passed away and so for me it was really like meaningful to me to like have more from, more of them in the movie um yeah. and also you know to have Paul Newman back like that was just yeah. so amazing how they found that dialogue and they made it work yeah so it was- um, so yeah, I really, I really liked, I have it at 13. Um, mm-hmm. so you have it at 15. What do you have at 14? Well, when I said that there'll be some controversial things on here, this is the first one. My number right. 14 is Wally. Wow. <laughs> so I have um, Wally at, I have Wally at five. So I, <laughs> this is very different. So tell me about, uh, about Wally. Okay, well, the first thing that, like, I know people have opinions and you're not supposed to, like, really hate people for other opinions, but this might be something that people hate me for, and <laughs> I get so bored, and, and you know how everyone like, always says, oh, the first 30 minutes are like a silent movie? Mm-hmm. That bores me so much, I'm not going to lie, it really <laughs> does. Like, I mean, I think it's it's kind of interesting to see Wally going through all his day-to-day life, but at the same time, like, it, oh, it was, it, it can, I think it's so boring sometimes. And then, yeah. I mean, once I go into space, I do really start to like it. And um, But my only problem with the outer space thing is, like, I never, I didn't, well, I didn't like, first of all, the human characters, the, those two, that, that man and woman. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand why they were try, they, why they tried to make them quite central. And then, I don't know, just the other robots as well didn't really, like, do anything. Like, and what confused me as well is, like, if, 
if they're trying to search for life on Earth, but when they bring the life up, the autopilot tries to like get rid of it. Why do they even send the Eve probes down? Mm-hmm. And it's like, but I mean that um, outer space scene with the fire extinguisher is just amazing. It's yeah, so that is amazing. One of the best animated things I've ever seen. Agreed. It is so nice, but um, that wasn't really it. I don't, I don't. I, I like say this is where like we get to the point where like everything above this, well, this included, I just, I just love. Mm-hmm. But it's just that first thirty minutes. It, it doesn't draw me in like it draws other people in. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I can totally see that. I can see why. Um, my brother feels the same way that you do about Wally, so I get it. Um, so I'll talk more about my feelings when it would come up uh, later, but I, I can see why you have it there. My uh, number 14 is Finding Dory. Uh, and I really like it. I don't have a whole lot of negatives about it. I I think that uh, it has... Uh, I, I like the fact that they didn't just completely re- repeat the original film. Like, I like the fact... Because it, it, it could have been, like, Dory meeting somebody and then that person stays with them through the whole thing and you know they become friends or whatever but in this case it's really about her going on this this journey and she meets one person one character who helps her and then another and then another and then another and I thought that was really effective and I really enjoyed all the characters and I thought there was something sort of subversive about it because this is supposedly a conservation uh, Marina, but like everybody is so anxious to leave <laughs> and it just seems kind of dirty. And uh, there's just something about it that felt sort of weird to me. And and then you have, you have the voice of the, uh, the machine in, of the computer in Wally as the voice of the, the Marina. I'm like, that's sort of weird <laughs> with Sigourney Weaver. And I thought it was really funny. It made me laugh. I like Becky. I like Gerard and, uh, yeah. And then the two other seals I thought were good. And I just thought it had such heart, you know, the idea of like, what would Dory do? Like, let's, let's think of things from, instead of seeing somebody as special needs, let's think of them as like kind of gifted. Like they have special, yeah. a special ability, a special way of looking at the world that helps, helps to see things in a new way. Mm-hmm. And it, it definitely, it gets a little out of control at the end with like the, yeah. the fish driving the car and stuff. But I actually thought that was kind of funny. It made me laugh. And uh, and so I really enjoy it. I really don't have a whole lot of negative about it. But again, yeah. when we're doing this uh, this ranking, you know, that's just where I felt like it, it belonged. <laughs> it's number 14. I mean, it's, it, it's one of the funniest Pixar films, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Like, um, the two Wild Bailey and Destiny are so funny. Yeah, I really like them. They were fun. It's great. Um and I like Hank. I really like. Yeah. I like how I like how he never tried to be like anything more than he was. He always was just. He always had the same thing like in mind. He wanted to go to Cleveland, and then obviously in the end, he was persuaded not to, which was really nice. But... And he could have just been like a Marlin, a Marlin copycat, but he really wasn't. Like he was his own no. character, and I, I really love that scene when she re- reunites with her parents. Yeah, it's so powerful. so good. I saw, oh, an, I saw an interview actually with the uh, voice actor of Hank, and he said um, he didn't actually know how big a part he was going to get in Finding Dory. He thought he was only going to have a small part, mm. and then he um, he got like, he got Hank. You know, I thought, oh, cool. That is a class cool. Yeah, good voice acting all through. I I just really enjoyed it, yeah. but uh, you know, it's just 
don't know. I just felt like, I feel like these other movies just are a tiny bit better. Yeah. So, a tiny bit more memorable. A, t- a tiny bit, uh, maybe they don't get quite as silly at certain points, which yeah. could be a plus or a minus, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. But um, also, I do feel like one of the great things about Pixar is they really tried to, to do a different genre for each of their sequels. And I yeah. feel like they didn't do that with Finding Dory. That's the only one. Yeah. Maybe there's just a limit to number of genres that you can have with fish. And you know, I like, what can you do? But, yeah. um, uh, but anyway, I, I, I liked it, but that's where it is. Uh, let's see. So, uh, what do you, I think we're at 13 Yeah. for you. What do you have at 13? My number 13 is a bug's life. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, pretty much all I said before, like, I completely agree. It's always just kind of one that you forget almost. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's it's funny, definitely, and it has good acting and the animation is good, but, I don't know, like you say, it's just, with with a lot of these, it's just the case that you like all of them just a little bit more. And that, that's why it's hard. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the same as A Bug's Life. Yeah. So, it uh, sounds good. So, my number 13 was Cars 3. So, my number yeah. 12 will be Controversial. <laughs> my turn. <laughs> you had your turn. My turn. Uh, my number twelve is uh, Monsters Inc. Ooh, um, yeah. <laughs> mine's, a mine's a lot much higher actually. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I like. I love it. I love it. I, I think it's a really fun movie, and I think that the voice acting is great, and I think that uh, the uh, getting Boo back is a is a good storyline i like the whole concept of this world of the monsters it's so clever so brilliant i mean p doctor is just like amazing creative director i love his movies and but i think that that boo can be a little bit too uber cute you know sometimes just be a little grating um and i i think that as far as sort of the take the baby, there's been a lot of movies about the character that has to take the baby back to, yeah. you know, that, that has the, 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 the monster, even the ice age is that's basically the plot of ice age. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a lot. So I, I really like it. I really like it, but I just like these other movies a little bit better. And I know people will think I'm crazy for liking monsters university better, but I just feel like that movie gets to an emotional core of the characters that you don't get in the first one. And it's such a unique movie with unique character development that I really appreciate. So we'll talk about that more later on, but, but, uh, but anyway, so for me, Monsters Inc. is number 12, even though I really enjoy it. Yep. So my number 12 is not Monsters Inc. It's Monsters University. Yeah. And I mean, this was, if we did this last week, this pro- this would have been Bella Brave. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but after rewatching it, like you say, it, it makes you respect Mike more because he seems he seems quite happy in, in Monsters Inc. So to know that he's gone through all this in his life, yeah, it, it's it's hard. I mean, the only one, the only scene I didn't really like like that much was when they kind of broke into Monsters University, Monsters Inc. Mm-hmm. That scene was it. I mean. It didn't really do anything bad, I suppose, and it was quite funny when Squishy's mom was listening to that heavy metal, but, I mean, other than that, like, that scene didn't do much for me, but I liked, I liked Sully as well, because I liked how it didn't just show them as best friends from the off. Right. 
and uh, like that. But then things like the scare games. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing I really enjoyed in the scare games was um, the. I like the first the, the first event where they have to run through that hallway and dodge those purple things because I thought that was funny. But all the rest of them were just a bit, a bit, a bit boring. I thought, and um, I, I mean, I like the use Macapas. I think they were all really good characters, actually. Um, and like I say, Squishy's mom. I don't know if they intended it, but she is so funny. Yeah, she's really funny. And yeah, I can kind of agree with you about the scare games. Like, it's they can get a little bit repetitive and a little bit. But I really like the Dean. I think she's really good. Helen Mirren, yeah. good voice performance. And the way that she knows, she knows what uh, what Mike, she sees immediately what Mike can't see. And, and I just thought it was just so bold of a movie for kids to say, nope, you might not get your dream. And that's could actually be a good thing. And I I really love that. And I think that it makes Mike this, like you were saying, a really compelling character that he, uh, he has to figure out this new dream and he has to figure out that, Oh my gosh, I'm actually good at something different than what I thought I was good at. And yeah, uh, and 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 that I like the way that the dean realizes that like people are doing a bad thing by encouraging encouraging yeah. him like that that's not good and I think that that uh, I don't know that's just it was such a refreshing message to me and also I think like it's really cool to have a movie where like char- characters don't end up finishing college and they end up taking a whole nother path. You know, yeah. like how many movies for kids do they basically say like get a job, don't don't finish college? <laughs> I think that's really cool because you know what, college isn't for everyone. It yeah. absolutely is not, and uh, there are some people that should start in the mailroom and go up. You know, and uh, so and I love, and I love that and, ending credits montage when they went through yeah. all the jobs. So yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I really do like it. And maybe I have it a little high just because I do feel like it's so underrated, but yeah. I, I don't know. I just felt I have it at number 10 and, uh, cause I, I love the colors. I love the animation Yeah, and I, I just, I think that it has some really unique character choices that make it really work for me and uh that i really like so yeah i that's where i have it at uh so uh number 11 is another controversial choice for me um is toy story 2 uh yeah yeah toy story 2 is my least favorite of the three because i like woody and buzz i like them together i like their their banter i like them as the this team and Toy Story two they're separated almost the whole movie and so yeah. that that's the that's that's really the only problem I have with it I really like this movie but I and I love Jesse amazing Jesse is so good Jesse's song oh my gosh uh, you'll get me every time <laughs> it does have the most plot holes of any of the the Toy Story movies like mm-hmm. uh, you know did it makes you think because Buzz thought that he was a space ranger. And so it makes you think, did, did Woody think that he was Woody from Woody's roundup when he was first to yeah. all toys go through this, you know, transition uh, yeah. that, that Buzz went through. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's, 
it was a bit unanswered. And um, I mean, I I liked it. I liked it's actually my second favorite of the Toy Story movies. Um, and I think I I think it's good. I still like it, but yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's enjoyable. And like Jay Jesse's song is just oh, just, <laughs> get the tip. Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, one thing I really liked about Toy Story was right at the end when they had that like other buzz, and then Zerg. And then you had the, yeah, uh, it, it is really funny. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. And um, yeah, but I mean, I'll talk more about it when I get onto it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I have it at eleven. Uh, what do you have at eleven? My number eleven is the dinosaur. Mm. I'm glad um, you have it higher. Like most people, I think yeah. have it in the bottom three, and so I'm glad you have it higher because I think it's it's one of the more underrated films I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Like I mean. First off, like the animation is, it, it's my favorite Pixar animation. It, it's, it looks real, like half the time. Yeah, it the animation is, is stunning. I mean, it, it has some like problems. I'll admit, like the story is quite generic, and some of the side characters don't really work, like the T Rexes. But oh, I like the, the I like the T Rexes. I think they're. Ooh. I love Sam <laughs> Elliott as the voice, and and. Yeah, uh, I like I liked it when he tells that story of his scar, and I love his the dialogue where he's like, uh, he's like, "Who says I'm not afraid? If you aren't afraid, you aren't alive." I I love that. <laughs> I, but so. like, one thing that no one ever got like all they say about is like, "Oh, it's just the generic show," but no one ever talks about the, the relationship between Spot and Arlo. And like, I love it. It's so good. Like that that ending makes me. It's probably the most I've ever cried. When he has to, when when they say goodbye, it, it's so hard. And then, I, it's got like I, I actually made like a, a, a ranking list of my top ten Pixar moments, and like my number four moment was that beach scene between Arlo and Spot. Like, uh, yeah, it was just so unexpected because that was like the first bit of real information you got about Spot, and like it just kind of hit you really hard around the face, and it just didn't it didn't care about hitting yard because like. Yeah. It, it, it was very emotional. It's one of Pixar's most emotional, really, honestly. It is. It's hard, and like I, I think Arlo's a really relatable character because he. It's not that he doesn't want to do the things. He just that he he, he can't get over his fears, right. and that's what I really like. And I think I just I really like. I think it's relatable as well. I think it's really relatable. Yeah, so, I think so too. I have it at nine. Uh, the Good Dinosaur. Mm-hmm. But I, I really do uh, love it. I, I, I was shocked when I, because I, I, I watched it and I loved it and I was expecting everyone else to love it. And it has a fairly high Rotten Tomato score. It's like 75%. But I was just shocked how many people like had it as their least favorite Pixar movie, had it in their bottom. Because I, and people were saying it was a bad movie. People were saying it was a horrible movie. And yeah. I just, I, I just disagree. I, I thought it was moving. I love the way that weather is like a character in the movie, and mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, I like follow the storm. I, I think that those uh, pterodactyls are so creepy and so scary, <laughs> and I, I think that I just buy that relationship. To me, it has an old-fashioned feel to it that Pixar has yeah. never really done. I, it felt like Dumbo to me. It reminded me of Dumbo a lot. And the and I, I really think you could compare Arlo and Spot to Dumbo and Timothy Q. Mouse. Yeah. I love that part with the pterodactyls as well, where they're like, their wings are coming out the top of the skull like jaws. Yeah. That was so smart. So yeah. I, I just feel like it's so underrated. I, 
I don't mind. A lot of people complain about the character design. I don't mind the character design. I it, it works for me. I don't I don't hate it. So I don't know. I I just I really do love it, and uh, I I definitely feel like it's the most yeah. it's one of the most underrated animated films in my opinion. I just also I really do love it. By by Biala, who's just the most adorable little thing. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is so good and. Uh, yeah, and even like I love that scene with the with the dinosaur with the um like the protector dinosaur. That one's really funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I just think it's great, and I I I like the trippy scene. Like another thing that sort of Dumbo-ish when they eat the berries. That's very Dumbo-y. Uh, mm-hmm. so anyway. Yeah. So, uh, so let's see. So that's your number eleven. What's your number ten? My number ten is Toy Story One. Oh, interesting. I have that much higher. So, it was... It, I, I'm one of the people that think that Toy Story just gets better as it goes on. Mm-hmm. A bit of a spoiler for uh, how it's going to go for the rest of the ranking. But, <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, as much as I said I love everything from 14 onwards, definitely the top 10 is just... A, it's how I... Yeah. Some of my... It could easily be my top 10 films of all time. Like um, Right. And I mean, Toy Story is just so, and it's such a good, good star for Pixar. And like, the, the one thing I don't like is when people use the idea, like they use the, the criticism that the animation doesn't hold up. And I'm like, I think it does. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. People will say like, oh, Andy doesn't look very good. I'm like, that's like two seconds of the movie. Like, like who cares if the humans don't look good? Like, the yeah. toys look great. And I mean. Literally, I, I could put it this hard. I put it even higher just for that gas station scene. That makes me laugh. Oh, it's so it's, good. It's just amazing. Like You are how, a toy. It's just, I just love how Woody, it's just, he's just sick of it. He's just like, he won't listen to me well, so I'm going to have to try something different. And then, I mean, um, is it Tim you Allen? You are a child's plaything. Tim Allen and um, Tom Hanks, they, they just the perfect voice, just counterparts. And then I just love it. And then one thing that I don't think anyone ever really speaks about is that montage where the song Strange Things Are Happening plays and everything's changing yeah. around. I love that part. And um, I just, everything about, like, this, obviously this was the first Toy Story movie, so it was like things, like, really clever things, like using, like, the mic toy to, um, to like do the meetings and standing on like the army guys bucket and things like that. I think it was just all quite smart. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I like when uh, when uh, when Buzz is depressed. He's like, I'm just sipping up <laughs> with Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I love Sid's room. Like I love how it was really scary, and then it just it just turned yeah. out to be some good toys. I liked. It. I did like it a lot. I um, do. I love Sid's room too. I think Sid's a great villain because he's. I think a lot of people can relate to that, like we're taking apart your toys and stuff like that. It makes them like a fun villain. And I, I just, I love the script. I think the script is so great in this movie and it's really, you know, about somebody who it's a buddy movie, but it's also a movie about somebody dealing with envy and dealing yeah. with, you know, sort of this new thing coming in, you know, crouching on your space and, and I, I think that most of us can relate to that, whether it's uh, at school or in your friends or whatever it might be, that we can relate to that emotion that Woody is, is feeling. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a great film. Uh, it's a good choice. 
all of the supporting characters are just so great. Like Ham, Mr. Potato Head, Rex. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen such a perfect voice cast, honestly. Maybe in, like, Inside Out is one of the only other films that do it so well. Like, just everyone fits their role so well, I think. Yeah. And it, oh, it's just, it's just oh, great. everyone, yeah. Like, I love Rex. I love uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Potato Head. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. So... I'm with you there. All right. So uh, my number 10, I already pretty much talked about it, was Monsters University. Uh, mm-hmm. That I love the character journey of Mike. I really like the messaging. I really love the animation. Yeah. And uh, I, just, I think it's a really good movie. And I think that people should give it more credit. Uh, so number, let's see. Did you already do your 10? I'm losing track. Toy Story is number 10. Okay. Uh, So number nine for me is The Good Dinosaur. We already pretty much covered that about what I love about it. And uh, I do also love the firefly scene. That's just so beautiful. So isn't it? mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that's number nine. What's your number nine? My number nine is Monsters, Inc. Okay. And pretty much all I said, I said a lot before, but... One thing as well that kind of put me off as a kid is because I hate spiders. I've got a really big fear of spiders. And oh, I think, okay. Mr. Water News. Yeah, I think sometimes he was a bit, well, he'd be creepy. But, uh, yeah, and I think I think some of the jokes did work because Billy Crystal, actually, who plays Mike, he was originally he was originally um, wanted to play Buzz, like, by Pixar. But he didn't think that the animation, like the he didn't think that Toy Story was a good idea. So, um, oh, interesting. So, yeah, but then, obviously, it took off, and then so did the next two films. So he come back for Monsters, Inc. to play Mike, and, yeah, it is just such a good film, and I, I absolutely love that ending sequence with the doors, and, like, it's a big roller coaster and things like that. Um, and I do just love it, and, like, I always thought it was kind of a cliffhanger with, like, the end, like, when, when, when Solly opens the door. I always thought that was kind of a cliffhanger, and I, like, it would be cool, like... yeah. Uh, seeing another film. I don't know if I would like another film now after Monsters University, but I mean, I've actually seen someone make the argument like I would have preferred to see a pre a sequel rather than a prequel. I mean, I don't agree with that, but I mean, it, it, it was just a good movie, and I love Randall as the villain. So Randall's a yeah. great villain. Randall is a great villain. He's very, 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 he's very chilling. He's very yeah. scary. Uh, and uh, And I do think that it is kind of a surprise like, now we've seen so many movies with the villain reveal that I'm just sort of bored with it. But yeah. I hadn't seen as many back then. And so when Water News ended up being the villain, it was kind of a surprise. And yeah. It worked. And uh, so, yeah, good choice. Um, then, so my number eight uh, is uh, Toy Story 3. And uh, I love it. I think it's great. I, I think the, you know, this whole take on a prison escape movie is really good. Yeah. Uh, it has some really wonderful, you really feel like this group is a family and uh, that you're just so invested in them at this point. And in uh, lots of, I think is really scary, uh, really, really well done, well voiced, well, a uh, great villain. And I, I think that it buzz and his Spanish mode is hilarious. <laughs> I think that the Ken and Barbie is, is hilarious and really yeah. great. And the, the only part, I mean, you have this scene with in the um, incinerator and it is yeah. a very moving scene, but I think maybe it, it's the first time that I think maybe the only time that I think Pixar might've 
played their hand a little bit too hard on the emotion thing. I think it, it's just, <laughs> and maybe part of it is because my nieces hate that scene and hate the movie. They don't, they don't hate the movie, but they don't like it. And it's just too, it's too much. It's Definitely. too upsetting. It's too, you know, to have our characters almost be burned alive. It's just too, I just think it's too much. And yeah. uh, they could have had them. I, I kind of wish they had, like, I understand, because a lot of people really love that scene and find it really moving and emotional. And it, it is emotional, but it's almost too emotional, I think. It's just yeah. Emotional. So that's my only real flaw with it. I think the ending is perfect. I love it. Uh, I I like the idea of sort of them moving on to Bonnie. And I think that... Yeah. Uh, I think especially they, as well, because, like, we did obviously the it would be it was the first time that Pixar have reached a trilogy, so we mm-hmm. didn't know whether it was going to be a fourth one. So that incinerator scene was so perfectly placed. Like cause yeah. we, we genuinely, I genuinely, I, I personally genuinely didn't know whether they were going to get out of it or not. But um, obviously, I'm glad they did. Yeah, it's um, very believable and it's yeah. very intense. And I don't know. I guess I just think it maybe it's a little too intense. I agree with that. <laughs> but it's very good, and the animation is stunning in it mm-hmm. it looks so vibrant it looks so so bold yeah. and so i i'd really i do love it but i ended it at number eight for me what yep. do you, you have uh, at eight my number eight is toy story 2 and ah. um yeah i just love pretty much everything about toy story 2. the only thing i've never understood about toy story 2 is why um bullseye can't talk i mean it doesn't really affect the plot in any way but it's still- <laughs> um but it's just, it is just a really funny, funny, funny movie as well. It's mm-hmm. got really nice heart. And I mean, yeah. I love for that. I love, I love how like Andy, not Andy, sorry, Woody is genuinely thinking about staying in the museum. And it's yeah. like, it has to like turn him around. Like it's the tables have turned. I really liked it. Like he almost does the exact same thing as the gas, the gas station scene and says, you are a toy. Right. Which was just a great contrast, I thought, and it was just really good because it was good. To, it was good to see how far Buzzard came, and um, and then yeah, it was just I just enjoyed it. Yeah, I think so. It's very enjoyable, and I think that's a good point. Like, Woody really has to make a decision about how he wants to live his life. Does he want to be on display, or does he want to to make a child happy? Does he want to serve serve a, a, a child? And so, yeah, I think it's 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 really really good, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I do also really I I like the the scene at the airport. You know, that's exciting. It's well done. Yeah. It kind of um, has a bit of a western feel to it, almost. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. So good choice, number eight. Uh, so my number seven is Finding Nemo, and mm-hmm. I really don't have a ton of flaws with Finding Nemo. I I it's great. I think it's so funny. Like uh, mm-hmm. when I first saw it, like. I just thought that Bruce the shark was the most hilarious thing I had ever seen in my life. I, I did not expect that when I first saw him and did, the whole idea of this like fish eating anonymous thing was just so funny. So good. And I, I just think there are a lot of really funny jokes throughout the whole thing with crush yeah. and with uh, Darla and <laughs> yeah, uh, all that I think really works. I think that they managed to have these two storylines of the aquarium yeah. Fish and the and the and Marlin and and Dory and it really works. It is so beautiful. Every inch of the screen is animated and is the seascape. And I love anything with the ocean so yeah. much. 
And uh, it, it does have also, it, it has really nice heart to it. I, I, I can definitely relate. That the beginning is traumatic. It's absolutely yeah. very upsetting. And the idea of Marlon just like being so worried. And I love the line when, uh, when Dory says, well, that's no fun for, for little Fabio. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that uh, yeah. yeah, I I promised I would never let anything happen to you, and he realizes yeah. that oh my gosh, what did I do? And that's really good. And like the jellyfish scene is so great. Uh, yeah. There's so many great scenes, uh, and it's just uh, it's just great. So, uh, but I I don't know. They're like these these top seven are just like yeah, it's so hard because I love all seven of these movies. But, uh, but that's where it ended up uh, is, is number seven for me. Mm-hmm. So my number seven is Finding Dory. Ah, and, so you um, have it pretty high. Yeah, I mean, I just the I just love, I think Ellen, DeGen- Ellen DeGeneres is my favorite Pixar actor for the characters because I just, the way she plays Dory is she never breaks this forgetful fish met, like motto thing type thing. Mm-hmm. she just plays it so perfectly and I mean I really like this film and I love the way it was made like, with mm-hmm. the constant flashbacks and the constant clues and right. um, I think from like a design standpoint and from a movie standpoint as a whole I think it's Pixar's strongest because what they did was they took a comic relief character from the first movie mm-hmm. kept that comic relief in the second movie in, in fact even probably made it even more funny, but then had mm-hmm. so much emotion that was like, it was so hot. It was really, really, really sad as a film. And that, well, not sad, but emotional. And like that scene where she like, she finds the shells after being. Oh yeah. Forget it. It's just, oh, it's so, so beautiful. And then I, just, I love all the characters. And then like the truck scene, I'm not, a, I'm not a massive fan of. But it, that when they drive over the ocean, it starts playing "What a Wonderful World," and it goes all slow motion. So yeah. funny! It was um, funny. <laughs> great. Um, and I was just such a fan of it. And then I love when I love at the end when she's just staring out into the ocean. She's like, "I'm just here for the view." I just I just love that. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was so nice. Yeah, it was really good. I really like it. And I I, I watched it actually on the plane the other day. And I was was like, oh, yeah, I really like because I'd heard like, I think you you start to let other people's opinions kind of affect you a little bit, you know, that you hear, oh, it's just so generic or whatever. But yeah, but because I hadn't watched it in a a couple months. And then I watched it on the plane. I was like, no, this is a good movie. This is a really really good movie. Mm. (coughs) Excuse me. It was strong. It was really strong. Yeah. So it's a good pick. I, I, I agree. Uh, so um, my number six is Ratatouille. And I really love Ratatouille. I think it is, it's also very funny. I think it has such a great engaging lead character. I think the idea of sort of seeing Paris from this like perspective of a rat and yeah. you get like this, these just beautiful cityscapes of like the Paris, uh, uh, Paris is truly the city of lights in this movie. Yeah. And I really like him in Linguini. I think it's really funny and, uh, and, and sweet. And Ego is such a great character. And the writing of Ego is brilliant. Brilliant. His yeah. final speech is probably my favorite Pixar moment. I love it. And uh, when he talks yeah. about criti- criticism and, uh, and, and, and championing the new 
and different. Mm-hmm. And I think that that that's just beautiful and something that we could all, even if you're a critic or not, like we could all do better about championing the new and different yeah. in life. And uh, uh, the the food is just beautiful, and it, just the whole message of like. I always respond very much to stories of characters who are sort of uncomfortable in their own skin. They don't really feel like a part of their tribe and they're just different and sort of embracing those, those differences. I mean, I love the little mermaid. I love, I love stories like this. And so to me, that's what you get with Remy. I I love the voice cast. I love, uh, I I think that uh, Colette is very funny and very, a very relatable character to see Linguini going, getting all this, way up past her. And I really like Gusteau as sort of this imaginary mentor. Uh, yeah. You know, what can I say? I'm just a figment of your imagination. And so, yeah, it's a six for me. Yeah. Um, so my number six is um, when we finally agree on one of them, it's Ratatouille. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, I, I'm not going to lie. The way you forgot about a bug life, I kind of forgot about this when I did for my third ranking. And then I rewatched and I was like, how there? Hell did I forget about this? <laughs> yeah. like, it's I love it, and I love Chef Skinner because he's not—he's not like he doesn't try to be villainous. More like, I mean, if anything, he's kind of like a good guy for trying to get the rats out of the kitchen. But yeah. <laughs> I love how they portray that in a villainous way, and it's just so good. And like I said, I love—I love seeing Remy as this rat who just who's really good at cooking. Don't know how that's possible, but you know, we're idiots. <laughs> I mean, I saw like I saw someone like critique Ratatouille the other day. They said it was really bad because it makes restaurants because there's rats in there, and I was like, "Oh, good grief!" And it's like, no. Um, and I just I, I love that final scene as well when um when all the rats come to help. I really like that, and I, yeah. I love how I love Anton Ego because like throughout the whole film we think he's this really hard back person, but then like. After seeing all these rats, he's still he, he's he's willing to lose his job just because of how how good this rat can cook, and I really like that. And like you say, yeah, that, that ending. Me too. So, and I love that when he eats the ratatouille, and it just like zooms up on him, and you see the childhood him. And I can certainly relate to that. That whether it's food or a movie or something like that, where you just have this experience. I mean, no people say like, "Oh, my childhood, you're ruining my childhood." That's that's lame. But like you do have those moments where I mean you're young, so you maybe you might not be able to relate. But but I definitely have those moments where I will uh, I will have this connection with my younger self, and uh, and so I really love how they animate that moment. Yeah, it works so well. Yeah. So uh, cool. We both have it at six. <laughs> um, so okay. So my number five is Wally. You already talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love Wally. I think it is so charming. I think it's so beautiful. And I love just sort of this message of it only takes a moment for, you know, love to last the whole life through. And yeah, this romance between Eve and Wally is just so, so sweet. And I really like it. And I really like the beginning. I think it, it's just, he's just such a lovable protagonist that I really enjoy it. And, uh, and I also, but then it becomes this sort of the sci-fi movie uh, in the second part that I really like. I really like the captain as sort of the second protagonist in the story. And once he yeah. sort of 
realizes the, the deeper experience that he could be having when he sees all these images of dancing and, you know, all this stuff that he's like, oh, my gosh, I can't live this way anymore. I, I have to have this better experience. Mm. It is it is good. I mean, like, it's, it's just, it's hard to do this, not just, like, the 13 films. Yeah. It's just, just a little bit more. But the, I think the captain's, I think it's really funny when he's, like, when he just cuts back to him and he's, like, define hoedown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's it's good. It is yeah, good. and and I think that they just put that in as sort of this like safety mechanism, and and the uh, the the machine just kind of gets a mind of its own, sort of like in the movie two thousand and one. Like it's definitely borrowing from that. It looks the 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 the, the computer looks a lot like Hal from two thousand and one, yeah. and it's sort of a similar kind of experience and. Uh, yeah, and, and you're absolutely right about the space. The fire extinguisher space dance is spectacular. It's yeah. so great. Uh, so I love it, but I understand it's definitely like I said, my brother doesn't like it. Uh, mm. So I, I can understand that some of the pacing might not be for everybody, but I, I just think that Wally is one of the most adorable <laughs> characters yeah. that they've ever designed. That's seen at the end with the eyes as well, how they just start moving up and down. It's. Yeah, and I love it when he's like just watching the thing, and he's like he's got his like hat, and maybe it, it's I think that the, that Hello Dolly is better in Wally than in Hello Dolly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, what's your number five? My number five is The Incredibles. Ah, I have a number four. And um, this is one of those films. Like I always thought that it was just like okay, but then every time I rewatched it since, it's, I've just realised this is it, it, it's mm-hmm. my. I mean, I'm you. You, I've told you before, I'm not a fan of superhero films that much, but this one is one I'll make an exception for, and I really enjoy this um, because I love the fact that the superhero part of it's almost like a second to yeah. the fact that they just want to be a good family, and right. I really like the last girl and how mm-hmm. she. She's willing to give it up. She's willing to just be a family, but like, and then, but then I also relate with Bob in the fact that he just he he can't work. I mean, because I mean, you've said before you hated working in an office, and I mean, right. so I'm guessing you could relate to Bob with that, right? But then I think there's someone to relate with to everyone, and that's yeah. Why I think so too, because like Dash, I think is so relatable. They're really complex characters. They're really well written characters. And when you see uh, Bob in in just that cubicle, and he's just like so miserable because he can't like he can't be who he is. Like he can't be a authentic self. And and uh, there's just nothing worse in life. Like if you can take any advice from me, is that like is is just never play a part. Like be who you're supposed to be. And and uh, it's just. Oh, it's just the worst feeling in the world. And, uh, and anyway, so I just, I do really relate to that. And like, as he, as he starts training, just even in his appearance, how he, you just see every part of him is like happier. Every part of him is because, because he's being authentic to himself Mm -hmm. and I, I love it. And I love also how they depict marriage in like a real way. Like they actually have conflict and they have resolution and they, mm. you can have conflict, but it doesn't mean your marriage is, is going away. And I love that line yeah. that Violet says, like, 
this might destroy your parents' marriage, like the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. it is funny. I mean, and as well, like, just ev- the, the main characters, like, I mean, Syndrome is my favourite Pixar villain. Like, oh, so good. It's just, I, I really believe him, and that, that that's why I like him. And then, yeah. but just the support, you got Edna and Frozone are just so perfect. I mean, Edna. It's so I mean, good. She, she better be in Incredibles too, because I'm up. I'm going to start an angry mob if she's <laughs> She definitely is, because at D23, they had an entire, like, segment devoted oh. just to Edna. They had, oh. like, this whole, they had this, like, whole uh, sort of um, behind the designer thing where they had, uh, there were, all these celebrities were talking about uh, about Edna and their, like, influence. They had Heidi Klum on there and Zach Posen and, you know, all saying about how they designed for her or whatever. And, or she designed for them, and so they're definitely going to have uh, lots of Edna in uh, in the Incredibles too. Uh, and how, how do you feel about Incredibles too? Are you excited? No, I'm very excited. I'm really, really happy. Like, I, it took them long enough, but you know, know, it's just I'm just just couldn't be. I'm only, honestly, I'm just really happy. Yeah, I'm excited too. I think it's going to be really, really fun. I just, yeah, I mean, and then. I actually watched something on YouTube the other day. It was um, like an awards show mm-hmm. and they were doing best costume design and they actually animated Edna to come on and give the award out, which was really funny. Um, the only the, the only voice that's changing in it is, uh, is Dash, obviously, because he was a little boy uh, yeah. when it was two. So they have a new little boy. Because they, they, what do you feel about them starting Incredibles 2 where Incredibles left off? Um... um I quite like it, actually. I think it's going to be... Well, yeah, because they were quite in... It was really good cliffhanger. But then, like, because that also leads me to believe that, like, maybe the Underminer isn't going to be the the full protagonist, which makes it more interesting, I think. It makes me... I mean, I'm going to watch it either way, but... Yeah, it did mm-hmm. looks... It just, just looked like a good movie. I mean, yeah. I just can't... Me too. I'll be really excited when we get a trailer or something like yeah. that for it. I mean, I'm uh, so happy they uh, swapped it with Toy Story and the Toy Story 4 coming out in 2019 and this one's 2019 instead. Yeah, yeah. So, a very good pick. I love The Incredibles. <laughs> one of my favorite movies uh, and one of my favorite Pixar movies. Um, so, what's your number four? My number four is Toy Story 3. Okay, yeah. Great uh, movie. I... I mean, I didn't watch. Obviously, both Toy Stories came out before I was born, uh-huh. so I don't. I never really had that nostalgia as a child. But I just, I love how bold the choice was to to have the first, like, pretty much the first like speech from Andy from him as an adult. I thought that was so because, like, the movie starts off with him still being a kid, but then like he just instantly becomes an adult, and it's just a bold choice and. I love how the toys are reacting to it, and then, I mean, it's just, I love Sonny Side, I love the way it's designed and everything like that, and I love how it kind of shows the the toddlers playing with toys, like, they're, like they're not actually just playing, they're kind of just wanting to hold them and things like that. Yeah, and, and like, suck on them and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and I love Bo- Bonnie's toys, they're amazing, I love them. Um and I, I, I love seeing Bonnie, like, I love seeing Woody smile when Bonnie was playing with him, because it's like, he hasn't had that in a while. Mm-hmm. So uh, you could really see the excitement when he was being played and I loved it. And then um, I just like Bonnie as a character. Like I love, she was so imaginative and things like that. And, um, yeah, she was cute, very cute. Yeah. And then 
I mean, the only thing that, that did give me nightmares was that, that, that monkey, that, those monkey's eyes. Oh, yeah. Stuff nightmares. But, um, yeah. Like, what do you think of the incinerator scene? Um, I do agree. It's very intense. But for me, I just love the idea that they're ready to give up if they're with each other. Yeah. And their family. That, that, that's what kind of overpowers it for me. And then, like you say, Barbie and Ken are just hilarious. Um, Spanish Buzz is hilarious. Lotso is really good as a villain. I actually sometimes think he can be a bit too evil. But, um, but I mean, he's great. And uh, I, lo- I love how, like, the, the, the thing I love about it the most is, like, how, how, how much it stays to these at that protagonist being toys. Like, the fact that the big comeuppance for Lotso is being tied to, like, the grill of a truck. Yeah. Like, well, and they they do give him a backstory that is pretty good, and and uh, so yeah, it, it it's a good movie. It's a great movie. I love it. So I can see why you have it at number four. So my number three is Toy Story, the original. I and and maybe there's a little bit of nostalgia in that, but I I just I love the writing on it. I think it is so solid, and and uh, the 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 envy. That they're just growing and growing and growing until it just boils over. And I love Sid and I love uh, the all the characters and I I like all the characters in Sid's room. I really like just the journey that Buzz and Woody go on and to become yeah. basically friends by the end of it is so good. And uh, it's just a movie I could watch every day for the rest of my life and not really get tired of it. I just I love it. Yeah, and, and it's really because of that script, I think, is what makes it so wonderful. Mm-hmm. It is. So, it is yeah, so that's why I have it at three. Uh, what do you have at three? My number three is Finding Nemo. Okay. And um, I, I just love, I absolutely love this film. I really mm-hmm. do. And, like, because the thing is, I love Marlin. I, I love how, I love how they're telling the message as don't be overprotective. They're trying to make this out like you shouldn't be overprotective, but then not being overprotective, you know, like Nemo being disobedient gets him in the predicament he is. I really like that. And then, I, I like you say, the dual, the dual talk storytelling, I think he's done near perfectly. Yeah. He's done so. And I love the Tank Gang um, crush as well. The Cito, he's great. Voiced by Andrew Stanton himself is just... Amazing, Bruce. Um, and I say, just Dory. I love how she never breaks character. It's perfect. Um, I really just do. I, I, there's not, I can't really say anything bad about it, really. Um, and it got even better the other day because I realized I didn't actually know that Jeffrey Rush was always Nigel. So that made it Oh, better. yeah. <laughs> I like Jeffrey Rush. So that yeah. For me. So, uh, yeah. It's yeah, it's. It's great. It's so entertaining on every level. It's funny. It's touching. It's uh, it's just a wonderful adventure. It's just a great movie. So I think we might have the same top two, which is interesting. Well, we I, well I don't think you mentioned either of the, the same ones that I have for two. But um, mm-hmm. so my number two is Inside Out. I and it and it I go back and forth. Do I really like this one better than my number one? But uh, I don't know. I just, I love it. I, I just think it's completely brilliant. I love the dual storylines of 
Riley dealing with not having any emotions, like not feeling sad, yeah. not feeling how like she just becomes kind of dead inside. And that's like the scariest thing. And of course the thing that she's going to most want to do is go back to where she felt something. And uh, that's just so great. And, uh, and I think that uh, the, the, the journey that joy goes on is equally compelling. And you see uh, her wanting at the beginning to, that her idea is that fun equals happiness or fun equals joy, but Mm -hmm. by it takes a lot of refining and processes and even to, to some pretty late in the game, she still thinks that she's still holding on to that. And it's really Mm -hmm. not until uh, she is in that pit where she has to, and she realizes that the, the joyous moments of Riley's life came because of sadness and it's just so moving i love the scene i mean bing bong is just amazing unbelievable but the scene when sadness is comforting bing bong is just so pitch perfect it's so well written and you know that all he really needed was just to be listened to and and that's just great i love like the abstract thought booth or whatever is brilliant i love how i love how the world of her imagination is constantly changing i love the islands of personality i think that's brilliant i i i just there's really i really don't have anything negative to say i I could watch and i do watch it and it's a movie that i can just like watch like a little piece of it and find entertaining and i don't even have to watch the whole thing it's kind of become my like go-to movie like just to if i'm in a bad mood or if i'm if I'm stressed or whatever, I put on Inside Out and it just makes me happy. I love all the vocal performances. I think are perfect. I think it's yeah. it's funny uh, when it needs to be funny. As blue as black as anger is hilarious. And uh, yeah, I I just yeah. So yeah. So my number two is up. And okay. Similar yeah. to you, it's it's very it's it's very close, but like. I think that there are, I mean, I'll come on to Inside Out in a minute and why I prefer that just a little bit more. But with it, like, Up is just, I'm pretty much going to say the exact same thing you said about Inside Out. It's such a, such a, almost per, pretty much perfect movie. Like, yeah. Because, and the thing I love about this so much is like, if you was to tell me that this film was, like, had the protagonist being a made up bird, a dog that can talk, a small wilderness explorer, and an old man. Like you, you wouldn't think much comes of that, but it's literally it's such such a perfect like group. And then I love Kevin. I love I, he's so funny. Um, I, Kevin's babies are adorable. And then Do- yeah. Doug is my favorite Pixar character. I think he's just because I love how he's not very smart, but everything he does, he does it to aid Carl yeah. Russell. And I he is love so him. loving. Yeah, yeah. And then I love Russell. I, lo- I love how eager Russell is. Like. And when he says that in the when he's like walking through and he says, This isn't exactly how I expect the wilderness to be. And I like that because it kind of shows like dream versus reality. And I I really like thought that was bold to do. Yeah. And obviously, like the starting ten minutes are so good. Like it really annoys me when people only talk about the starting ten minutes. Agreed. Because like because like for me, it's an emotional scene, but a more emotional scene for me is when he's looking through the book at the end. Oh, me too. I I totally it, agree. It, it is so hard. And I love how I love how he's he's come all this way just to like at the end realize that he did make Ellie happy, and it's yeah, 
it's oh it's such a good such a perfect story and then like you say it, it's also like really fun and that's that's why Pixar is such a perfect animation one because they they manage to fit in emotion where it's necessary and they manage to fit in comedy when it's necessary so perfectly and it's, yeah it, it is just they just make masterpieces after masterpiece and it's great it, it's yeah. honestly I love it too because it's about a character that is dealing learn that has like paralyzed his life with grief and he he's he, he just has all of this regret of all of the things that he wishes he could give Ali and that can be like a real thing like as you get older like regret can be very paralyzing and you know the things you wish you would talk to a person about that's gone and the things you wish you could say and I love the way that he just like talks to her <laughs> as if yeah. she's just there is so moving and so beautiful yeah. and, like the people that are in our lives they can be an active presence in our lives even if they're gone like our mm-hmm. memories of them and our our uh, the, the gifts that they've given in our lives you know that that's important and I, I do think it's it's funny. I think that uh, it's it's just I love the music. I think is perfect. I think yeah. you know when he finally is like, I'm going to do this. I don't care. You know, like uh, yeah. it's just you just feel so much for Carl. And I know. yeah, and so I I don't know. I just I just love it, and I agree with you a hundred percent that like, that opening montage is amazing. But I love when he's looking through that book and he finally realizes that Ellie has forgiven him, that she yeah. really, like he always knew that she loved her, but I think that he never knew that she loved her, him that much. Yeah. And in that way. And it just reminds me, it just reminds me of my grandpa and it's a movie that I could watch every day of my life and never get tired of. I just love it. <laughs> and Charles Muntz as well. He's really good as a villain. Yeah. I mean, and- they they do have a like they have a plot hole that of course they're the same age. Yeah, but, that was confusing to me. But the thing is, is they were going to have that the uh, the eggs of the bird were like this like fountain of youth, then and that's why. But they found that uh, it just was too distracting of a plot line. Yeah. It was too much, and so they were like, you know what, this movie is strong enough that people will forgive it, and it's totally true. <laughs> It is just, it is just so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, my number one is Inside Out, and yeah. it, pretty much all the things I said. But like, what, what I said with Toy Story, the way it's like, I love everyone around them. It's exactly the same for this. It's got the perfect dual t- storytelling, and like, the one thing that pushes me over for like, there's two things that push me over for this. One, I love how the emotions never break character. I love that. Like, I mean, Joy does get sad obviously but I mean that always does like give the underlying question do emotions have emotions but like it's just I love how perfect the characters are how perfect they cast and I just love how clever it is like how they do things like the train of thought is an actual train um long term memory mm-hmm. the audience personality it's just so well done and um I don't know I thought, I thought, I thought it was really like different as well to have like a little girl who's involved in sports as well. I quite like that to have role in yeah. hockey. Um and as well this this film was kind of like I hadn't watched Pixar movies. Oh I hadn't really watched like any films properly since probably up in the cinema. 
So, mm-hmm. and then I watched this because my friend told me to, and I, oh my god, I, I was in tears at the end. Of the yeah. Day. But uh, and, then, and then after that, pretty much everything I've gone back and watched, I've seen it in just a different way because I've noticed, like, I mean, it was kind of ironic how seeing this film about emotions made me realise what my emotions are, and I think it yeah. was just so bold. And like you say, that when you when you're looking at this film about an eleven year old girl that's pretty much dead inside it's so hard and then that 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 final montage like that final end final ending that ending where she's like walking onto the bus oh it's so good it's so it is it is and when she tells her parents i miss home oh my gosh it's such a good scene it is i love it because they they've been trying to keep her to hide who she is and how she's feeling and they haven't allowed her to be herself and and so it leads yeah. to some very scary places. And I, I think that this movie really, it has a really wonderful message mm. for kids about their mental health and about, uh, about their, uh, their thoughts, but and and them being the importance of happiness and, and, yeah. and sadness and, and that their emotions actually count and matter. Because I mm. think there is sort of this idea of like, we want kids to be happy all the time. Mm. And, and that we don't necessarily take their their the the melancholy of childhood seriously, and yeah. uh, and I I just love how this does that, and uh, and as opposed to there's other movies that I've tried now to kind of monopolize off the same idea, and it just like trolls or like uh, Angry Birds, which aren't horrible, but they're just not nearly as effective at at sort of dealing with emotions and doing it in this nuanced way that inside yeah. out does and bing bong is just yeah amazing. bing bong he is because they actually left him out all of the left him out of all of the um, promotional art so when you first meet you didn't know what to think of him and yeah. then he just turned out to be such such a nice character like like what would what, what, just take her to the moon for me that that mm. kills me and then in that <laughs> final scene where she's like when she says hope, when she says she misses hope, when she says, please don't be mad at me. Like, I, I, it's so sad because she feels like she's doing something bad for missing home and then her parents reassure her. And I mean, I love her mom and dad. I think that that, that is one of the funniest Pixar moments when, you know, they're at the, the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, it's so funny. Um, oh, it is just a great movie. I, I Pete Doctor, I, I like all of the directors at Pixar, but Pete Doctor, he is, he is my favourite. Yeah, me too. He just he, oh, he does such good movies, and this is one of them, and so he's up. Yeah, he has not made a bad movie. I mean, uh, like I said, there aren't really very many bad movies, but his movies have all been pretty spectacular. Yeah. And uh, he's just, I, I'm so excited to see what he comes up with next. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. I know there's some, I was hoping maybe we might get like a germ of a of a clue uh, at, at what he's working on. We did get a, um, a pitch, I guess, at D23 about this. Um, uh, the director of Monsters University, Dan Scanlon, is doing a movie called, it's called The Suburban uh, Fantasy. And it, it's about these, uh, these trolls and uh, gnomes, I think. Yeah. And anyway, that are, uh, and there's these three trolls that are going to look for their father who, who uh, find a connection with their father. And he lost his father at a very young age. 
Uh, so that one yeah. looks like it's going to have a lot of emotions. It's going to be really fun. Uh, and so, but I was hoping we get something from Pete Doctor too. That would have been so cool. <laughs> it is. I mean, I'm just, I'm so excited. I mean, here's the Coco, you know, it just, it yeah. It looks what do you think about Coco? Are you, uh, how do you feel about it? I, like, I think he looks really good because I didn't, I watched the trailer and like, because I didn't expect that thing when he touched the guitar and became a ghost. I, that, uh-huh. that was expected to me. And then when, when he, in the trailer, that part where he turns around, he sees all the lights and it's, it's so well animated. And I mean, yeah. this little kid does look really good. He looks like, like all he wants to do is, is, is music. And I mean, it's, it does. It looks special. It really. It does. does. It looks special. It looks really stunning. I did. They did play one of the songs at D twenty three called "Remember Me," and uh, and it it was a good song. It was written by the Lo, the Lopez's from uh, Frozen, um, yeah. and uh, it's a it's a good song. I my I just didn't love the full trailer to Coco. I thought it was so weird how it had this narration where it's like. Miguel always wanted to play music, but I was like, what is that? That was so weird. Yeah. Like, it felt like something from, like, 1992. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I think the movie will actually be good. I just think it's a bad trailer. So, Yeah, I mean, it's... The, I really think... I, I don't think I'll live to see the day where Pixar makes a bad movie. But, yeah. yeah I mean... I think if we survive Cars 2... And brave, we can get. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine them making one that's yeah. worse than that. That's for sure. It's There's too much talent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I say, it's just such a perfect studio. I mean, I actually watched a video the other day. Look, they almost after Bugs Life, they almost lost all of Toy Story Two, so they could have ended there. Yeah, they lost all of Toy Story Two, but um, that's true. Yeah, but so why don't you go over your ranking? Uh, just because we were kind of back and forth, uh, so go over your eighteen again. Okay, I'll so, go over mine. So my eighteen is cars two. Yeah, just go through them all in a list. Oh, so my so my eighteen is cars two, seventeen cars, sixteen brave, fifteen cars three, fourteen Wally, thirteen a bug's life, twelve monsters university. 11, The Good Dinosaur, 10, Toy Story, 9, Monsters, Inc., 8, Toy Story 2, uh, 7, Finding Dory, 6, Ratatouille, 5, The Incredibles, 4, Toy Story 3, 3, Finding Nemo, 2, Up, and number 1 is Inside Out. Nice. Okay, so mine is number 18 is Brave, number 17 is Cars 2, number 16 is Cars Number 15, A Bug's Life. Number 14, Finding Dory. Number 13 is Cars 3. Number 12 is Monsters, Inc. Number 11, Toy Story 2. Number 10, Monsters University. Number 9, The Good Dinosaur. Number 8, Toy Story 3. Number 7, Finding Nemo. Number 6, Ratatouille. Number 5, Wally. Number 4, The Incredibles. Number 3, Toy Story. Number 2, Inside Out. And number 1 is Up. Yep. So, so we actually we had um we, we agreed on one. So uh, <laughs> be uh, thankful. So yeah. Didn't was, we have um cars at the same place? Did we both have that at sixteen? No, I mine at seventeen. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, oh, right, right, right. 
Well, we had a lot that were pretty close together. Yeah. So, yeah. So cool. Well, thanks so much for joining. This was really fun to talk Pixar. There's nothing I like more than yes. talking Pixar. <laughs> so, so long. So, um, tell people about your channel and where they can find you. Um, it's just my my, my name, Reese Taylor. Um, like I said, I'm only three videos strong, but uh, I'm planning to upload a lot more in the future. Cool. So, yeah, that'll be great. I'll put a link down in the description, and they can check it out and subscribe. And, uh, yeah, you can find me, Smiling LDS Girl, on social media. And we have some fun podcasts coming up tomorrow. I am doing an Unpopular Opinions podcast with my friend, Conrado, who has a very strong opinion about War for the Planet of the Apes. We're going to talk about it. (laughs) Um, He didn't care for it much, and we're going to hash it out. It's going to be fun. And then uh, I'm going to, on Tuesday, uh, well, on, on sometime this week, I'm going to be doing a podcast on Kiki's Delivery Service with my friend Stanford because they are doing this thing in the States called Studio Ghibli Fest, where every month they're doing a, uh, they're releasing on the big screen, a Studio Ghibli film. And so last month was Totoro. This month is Kiki. So we'll be doing that sometime probably on Wednesday or Thursday. And then on Tuesday, we're starting up a new podcast with my friend Amber, where we are going to be giving, we're going to be starting this Christmas, we are going to be covering all of the Hallmark original movies, Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of our guilty, guilty pleasure that we like. And so we're doing a special Christmas in July podcast on Tuesday, where we're going to be talking about our top 10 favorite uh, Christmas uh, Hallmark movies. So that'll be fun. So something different. And so, yeah, something to look forward to. And um, thanks so much for joining me. This was a lot of fun. Yep. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Anytime. We'll have to do it again soon. Yep.